WBNE. So welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. Yeah, an unsponsored episode of Bacon and Eggs. An unsponsored, unintroed episode of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, this one's. Let's try to. Little... Let's try to. Hold on. Let's try to do an intro off the dome. Okay. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin, and I'm Tyler Carlin, and today we're jingling, and we're jangling. So grab your towels and jingle all the way, because today we're bringing you. An episode about Christmas movies where we will probably not be talking about Jingle All The Way. Probably not. Although I do want to mention Jingle All The Way. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I will say, so something I've noticed about myself is I haven't seen that many Christmas movies. I have noticed this this about you. I think this is true about a lot of people is, is more than other genres of film people really stick to what they're nostalgic for when it comes to Christmas. That is true. That is why so few movies have broken through into the Christmas zeitgeist. Right. And why, like, things never leave. Yeah. Like, Elf, to me, feels like it came out just a few years ago. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second, actually, because you sent me a text message yesterday that was uh, quite concerning from your your best friend, your podcast partner. Uh, You said, and I quote... I just, you want to add other things that, that, uh, your Burger King fry cook. You were never a Burger King. That's just a lie. I'm at the Burger King with my Burger Queen. Can Can I get get a large fry? God, it's awful trying to sing in, in time on zoom on zoom. Yeah, no, it's not, not a dream come true. If we try to do Uh, a whole song by the end of it, we'd just be like, we're going down, down, down in an early round and sugar, sugar we're going, going down, down swinging. swinging um no so here's my thing about elf i don't dis so i said i was over elf what i mean is i'm over parts of elf I'm not over Elf. I love Elf. Everybody's doing small town rural. Golden line. Everything it's, that he says in that pitch meeting is the funniest line of the movie. Yes. The not funniest line of the movie is Santa! That's like, that's what I'm over. I mean, here's the thing. Elf is a good enough Christmas movie that it gets me hyped when I hear Pennies from Heaven by Louis Prima, which is not a Christmas song. Pennies from the heaven. be dooby. Like, they had the power to add a non-Christmas song into the Christmas song lexicon um linus and lucy did that on accident what do you mean i mean linus and lucy is not a christmas song it's in the christmas special is it it's on the album okay but it's like the freaking theme song to charlie brown sure but it's on the album okay if they made like a spongebob no 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 no. and they put in first of all first of all they did that many times this christmas feels like the very first christmas to me is a banger la 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 la, still to this day is a banger second of all no i'm talking about if they released in theaters spongebob christmas okay the only thing that matters about the peanuts is the charlie Brown christmas special fun fact disagreed 
That's it. I, I actually disagree with that one. The Charlie Bird Christmas special is the most important thing the Peanuts ever did. Far and away. Um, if for no other reason than boosting Vince Guaraldi into the lexicon of modern Christmas music. Um, I'm a big fan of Christmas music. I stay there. I haven't left that. Uh, I do think... We're here to talk about movies. About I the, know, chin, the cinema about, of Christmas. We're talking about the whole zeitgeist of Christmas. As far I mean, that's as sure, true. True, true, true. I would say uh, something that I think is on its way out and I think has is, is holding on right now. Here's what happened. Mariah Carey in like 1999 wrote that, that song, okay? She didn't write it, but she sang that song, right? And like it became a thing and then like in 2012, people were like, yo, I don't know if you know this, but this song is hype. 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 And then it like became like a big thing. And then in like 2014, Michael Buble was like, Mariah Carey can do it. I Actually, do it. Christmas is my thing. I want to be very clear that Michael Buble is the worst thing that's ever happened to Christmas. That's factual. My, it's, uh, uh, see, that album a lot of people, is so uh, subpar. A lot of people achieve their final form when they go to Christmas music in like a good way, right? Like it's hard to mess up Christmas music. There have been several people that have done it. Uh, Ariana Grande being the most recent one. Um, there's that one Ari Ariana Grande Christmas song that is just insufferable. I can't even remember what it's called. Santa but, Baby? No, not Santa Baby. CeeLo Green Christmas? Classic. Incredible. Yeah, CeeLo Green. Did you know? CeeLo Green doing this Christmas is one of the greatest things that ever happened to Christmas. But uh, Michael Buble's oh. whole Christmas album is an atrocity. It's so... And like, Buble is good. He's overconfident. Sure. He, but he, he has had good flat songs. Flat out cocky. But yeah, like everything, that's a banger. He did like a Girl from Ipanema that was pretty good. Haven't met you yet? Banger. Haven't met you yet? Banger. Feeling good? Banger. Banger. But like, oh, this Christmas But his version album. of Santa Baby, dis not only the fact that it's just downright homophobic, uh, you know, is is just gross. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 not good. Now, granted, Santa Baby is among my least favorite Christmas songs. So what I don't is your all-time favorite Christmas song, regardless of rendition? <sighs> all-time favorite Christmas song. Boy, that is a big question. I uh, I bust out the hymnal for mine. Okay. I'm a We Three Kings guy. Okay. There are a lot of good church bangers around Christmas, that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I believe the part where they say there's three kings is not biblical. There were just kings. Yeah. It's like the apple in the, in the garden. Anyway, um, I think that's probably my all-time favorite Christmas song. I think mine be, might be, might legitimately be Lil Saint Nick. How's that one go? The Beach Boys song? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically because, like, as much as, as much as Christmas songs are rad, right, and, like, people doing the same standards over and over again is always cool, right? Like, every time somebody does a Christmas waltz, it's cool. Every time somebody does new Jingle Bells, it's cool. Except for when Frank Sinatra did it for some reason. It's got that I, so, weird, like, it's got that J-I-N-G-L-E bells thing. It's like, you didn't need to add more like, stuff to Jingle Bells, dog. It's just Jingle Bells. <laughs> it's not as bad as, like, Dominic the Donkey. I love Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> uh, so I want to be very clear. Michael Buble, worst thing that ever happened to Christmas. I think this is going to be a take you disagree with. Um, and I do want to hear what you're going to say about the Beach Boys. But I want to just get this out there. Pentatonics was right. That's a good Christmas. What do you mean? I mean the Pentatonics Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That's all they're good for. Yeah. and, and they, They've become the new stuff. Mariah Carey, right? Where they, they, they get dusted off every year. But they need to really own that. There is a, a Pentatonics Christmas song we haven't gotten yet where we... Like, I'm sure Mariah's a nice person, but we're ready for a new one. And here's the thing. Uh, and this is this is what I was going to say about the Beach Boys, actually. But yeah, I do think Pentatonics need an original Christmas banger. Yeah. They need to pick one that hasn't been done or write a new one that slaps. Yeah. Just call up Brad Paisley. He's got like 27. <laughs> Brad Penguin. Paisley does original Christmas music and it all bangs. James Penguin. James Penguin slaps so hard.
<laughs> Penguin James Penguin slaps so hard. Um, but yeah, because because so so rarely does an artist write a new Christmas song that is so both Christmas at the same time and like uniquely their style. And I truly think the Beach Boys did that better than anybody else ever. With you know Lil who else Nick. did that, Ethan? Who? Chuck Berry. You know. No, I think you know. CeeLo Green. I'm Paul McCartney from from the Beatles. I hate that song. I hate that song. Simply having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. time. I hate that. I hate oh, his song. I hate so Lennon's song. Good. I don't like either of them. I love Paul McCartney's song. That's in my like top five Christmas. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. I like the the sweet from the Polar Express. I like uh Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All by Band-Aid once a year. Unfortunately, that song haunts me like a case of herpes. I don't even know if I know this song. Oh, you do. Is that I like do they know it's Christmas oh, time yeah. at all? Yeah, I know that one. And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. Uh, it won't about- leave me alone. But there's one that people always talk about, the Christmas shoes. Oh, no, I don't think no, I've ever listened no, to it. No, don't. Don't. It'll ruin your life. Uh, the challenge every year of how far can you go without listening to Last Christmas by Wham? My can mother you- my mother hated Last Christmas by Wham more than any other Christmas song. Can I tell you how long it took me? How long? Like November 15th, we're putting out some Christmas decorations and Emily goes, Alexa, play Christmas music. First song. First song. Last Christmas by Wham. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Have you I seen mean, look, that movie it, Last Christmas with- uh, I have not. The, I think I've asked you this like a hundred times. Yeah, I have not. It's okay. That's I think what I I've heard. That. Yeah, I think that's what I say every time too. I watch very few new Christmas movies every year. I'm not one of the like, uh, just turn on ABC Family or Hallmark and let it ride all month kind of guys. Yeah. I have my list of movies that I need to hit every year. Okay, let's hear it. Well, that's, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about is the Bacon and Eggs recommended Christmas movies. What? So what, Tyler, what is the one Christmas movie that you watch Every year without fail, if there is one. I don't know that there is. This is the one time a year where I become a serial rewatcher. Like, it's not because I don't want to. It's honestly just like, I'm buying presents. I'm out. I I don't have a lot of sit around and just exist in the holiday spirit time. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty go 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 type. You, which is Never. fine. Like, yeah, I know, right? But it's what I it's where I thrive. God, I think. I'm so glad that you find that attitude within the last week of the year. You know, really just get it in there at the end. <laughs> um, but I would say the Christmas movie I have seen the most in this life is Elf. That's up there. For, I mean, the Christmas movie I've seen the most is uh, a Christmas story. I don't know that I've ever seen. A Christmas story. I, I watch definitely... a. I usually watch a Christmas story uh, five or six times per Christmas. Really? Yeah. You'll like per like per Christmas day. Like because in my house it was on from eight p.m. Christmas Eve until eight p.m. Christmas Day. See, that's like, is it good? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's see, I'm surprised you say that because I always got like a Sandlot Goonies vibe. It's from. absolutely not like that at all. It's just it's like, like Stand by Me. Gross. Stand by me falls into that category. No, it doesn't. You shut your mouth. Like gross ten year olds. There's one gross scene in Stand by Me. There's a dead body in Stand by Me that you never see. Yeah, I thought you do see it at the end. No, you don't see it. It's just like in the woods. Mm. The dead body is important, okay? Because they found it. Because they found it. Their their trek down the tracks was not for naught. Correct. Great movie. No. A Christmas Story is nothing like The Sandlot. A Christmas Story is just like a bunch of vignettes, like short stories made into a movie about Christmas. All right. I mean, I know there's a slide. I know there's like a, a tongue on a pole. I know there's like a, you'll sure try out. But I don't know what the story is. And I feel like that's integral to the, the title. Well, yeah. I mean, you need to watch it. Uh, so it's a bunch of stories from a book called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash by Gene Shepard. 
That sounds like a great book. I would buy the crap out of a book with that. It title. is a fantastic book. Yeah. And it's also uh, narrated by Judy Shepard, who has one of the all-time great narration voices. Uh, I would say, what's your favorite piece of Christmas? How high does a Christmas carol rank on Christmas for you? Not on Christmas um, Day, but like on the zeitgeist. Pretty, pretty freaking high. Yeah. I would say. It is one of the all-time great stories. It is. It is. It I is would like. Say, it is like biblical. Mill Mountain Theater production is up there for me. Uh, yeah, any live theater production you get to see of it is always fantastic. Uh, Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Haven't where seen Where Mickey is Cratchit. So good. Uh, it's it's like the, the one minutes. time of the year where I can almost put aside my disdain for the Muppets. Uh, I've never seen the Muppet version. But the uh, Matt Smith Doctor Who version. Fantastic. Oh my God. That um, is up there for one of my most viewed Christmas movies. As far as live action Christmas story movies go, there is not a bad one. Um, some of them are kind of like old and, and hard to find or hard to like really watch these days just because they the master tapes weren't ever saved. So they're, mm -hmm. they're tough, but there, there are some really good versions. If you're looking for like a more recent one that sort of looks like modern film. It's really good. There's a Patrick Stewart version. That's fantastic. Um, my best recommendation is to just look up the New York library podcast and listen to Neil Gaiman, read it from the Dickens prompt copy. There's a, there's a like Tim Curry it's version. So good. Yeah. It's the one on audible. Yeah. Uh, that's on my to-do list right now. Uh, something I'm doing this Christmas that I've never done before is reading cheesy Christmas romance novels, like not smutty ones like rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that every year since I was like 13 or 14. I'll tell you that. Listen, I'm not embarrassed of anything that I read. I wouldn't be afraid to carry a paperback of 99.9% .9 of books I read. I don't know that I'm ready to sit in public reading this kind of novel. The thing is with Christmas, cheesy Christmas rom-coms, you can really dress up a garbage story by putting it by, in barns at Christmas. Yeah, by, by putting By it putting in, snow on the ground. By putting pine cone falls and there's a Labrador. Yeah, you can really dress up a garbage story like that. <laughs> and that's the whole thing with the Hallmark movies, right? It's like they're all, A, they're all exactly the same story. They were at one script and they just swap the pronouns out and the names. Yeah. And, and you know, make a new one with different white people. Um, They slap, dude. But the, yeah, but like people love them, right? They're They're like... And I think that's the problem with them for me is we've gotten so many of them that like every year I'm just bombarded with like, what do you mean you haven't seen the Christmas Electric Factory? Well, I don't. So my theory on those is you're not expected to have seen any. of What, them. what do you mean you haven't seen a power lineman for Christmas? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Of course Netflix I is up to like the Princess it. Switch 95, the royal baby's royal baby or whatever. It's I think they're on four and it's Vanessa Hudgens, right? She does those. I have no idea. I've never seen a single one of them. Oh, I've never seen them, but so anyway. Anyway, uh, the, the, we're getting away from the topic, though. My So my number one seen Christmas movie is definitely A Christmas Story. But, like, that is not... I would say it's not my favorite Christmas movie. I don't even think it's in my top five. It is just like a tradition at this point. Like, I love the movie, obviously, and I'm not ever like, I'm not sitting down and watching it front to back all day, right? It's just on TV. And I'll yeah, catch 15, 20 minutes here or there and get all of the pieces of it over the course of the day. So let me ask you this. I think we've had this conversation on the show before, uh, but I want to have it again. I don't care if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I was talking to a uh, renowned Christmas expert, Beth Riekels, about this very fact recently. And I said that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, lowercase c, lowercase m. Mm -hmm. Whereas like How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a capital C, capital M Christmas I movie. I take it back. Jim Carrey's Grinch Stole Christmas is my number one most viewed Christmas movie. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's my third favorite Grinch movie. When I was in high school, uh, I would go to my parents' basement with my girlfriend and we'd put that movie on and make out. The existential dread of Jim Carrey's Christmas movie is no longer interesting, to, or Jim Carrey's Grinch, is no longer interesting to me now that I am 28. And like have felt that way? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I don't need wallow in self-pity on Christmas. I need, I truly, I, I adore the Illuminations cover batch Grinch. I will yeah, fight for that movie. I've watched it. I think, I mean, every year since it came out. I've watched, watched it every it. year since it came out. Yeah. I, so I make time every year for several Christmas movies. Um, some of these swap out depending on availability. Uh, cause like Scrooged with Bill Murray is always hard to find it just for whatever reason, the copyrights on it are, are, are sticky. Um, Amer it's a wonderful life was this way for a long time where you couldn't, you just couldn't watch it unless it was like the one night it was on TV. And then it was everywhere. And then it was everywhere. Yeah. And there was no copyright. It was like public domain for like seven years. Yeah. It was on like Netflix last two years and now it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful life is one I make room for every year. I make room for elf every year. I make room for love actually every year. Oh, love actually might be the Christmas movie I've seen the most. Um, I make room for at least one Grinch. Uh, the Grinch is good. Not a bad Grinch movie. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I love Christmas movies, man. I really do. Uh, White Christmas is not one that I like. It's one that my mom loved, but not one that we like religiously put on. But it's like a big one for Caitlin's family. And it's like, that was definitely something that I, a tradition I melded in with very easily and very much enjoy is uh, watching White Christmas every year. Uh, I've never They're seen a big White fan Christmas. of the like. Say that again. I've never seen White Christmas. That was, that's, that's on my list for us. If we get a chance to, to cover here in the next couple years now that i made you watch it's a wonderful life uh, i will watch it's a wonderful life again i think that'll become a, a tradition i watched it with my parents last year i would love to make that kind of like a tradition like we go over and like my kids are there my parents are there yeah and it's kind of like a our i mean obviously my other siblings are allowed there but it's you know if it can kind of be like a our faction of the family sure you know yeah that'd be very cool yeah it's a great movie i mean that's that is one of the all-time greats just on like story level yeah. of, like that is an important movie yeah that'll really just make you laugh make you cry make you smile i uh i recently started a new job okay yeah and um i don't i mean i don't get political or anything at work um but i, I have like a, a pretty openly progressive belief set that ends up being public pretty quick i'm not like fighting people at work like i'm not going to change your opinions and i don't i work at a very small office i don't want to make tension um, but it can also but be it, hard to shut your mouth sometimes. But it can be hard to shut your mouth sometimes. Anyway, I have a coworker who shares a lot of my beliefs, very, very sure. similar beliefs. Um, and Mariah Carey was playing outside. We had like a DJ out in the courtyard and Mariah Carey was playing and I walked into her office and I was like, hey, what do you think of this song? I think it's on the way out. And she was like, oh, I used to love this song, but it's in love actually. And I was oh, like, no. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. sir. What happened? <laughs> She was like, go back and watch Love Actually. And I was like, I can recite Love Actually. You don't need to. Wait, <laughs> what is wrong with Love Actually? A lot, apparently. Like, God, I can't. I like lost my voice when you had that voice loss thing. And ever since then, I've just been turning into like Bobcat Goldthwait. Just like, what happened to Love Actually? What happened? Like, she was explaining it to me. And, and I don't want to ruin Love Actually. And I'm, I'm still going to watch it and enjoy it. But like. None of the women in the movie have a satisfying arc whatsoever. Like Maggie Thompson. Maggie Thompson? Emma Thompson. No. Emma Thompson. Why do I always say that? Emma Thompson is cheated on. The woman that Alan Rickman cheats on Emma Thompson with is like portrayed as like a, a heathen. Um, there is no value to the Colin Farrell story. And the Portuguese woman is disrespected by Colin like, Firth. Colin Firth. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't know. Colin Firth story. I love and Natalie Portman in that movie. Natalie Portman's not in that movie. Okay, I was just trying to mess you up. Okay, because um, it's Keira every Natalie. every person. Oh, I was thinking of uh, character's name is Natalie. The ha the assistant. Yeah, the, the, the assistant prime minister Hugh Grant's Hugh Grant. God. Anyway, um, everybody is like insulting uh, the Portuguese woman the entire time. There's no reason for her to fall in love with him. Like, it's just a pointless story. Uh, Keira Knightley has a stalker. Um, Colin Frizzle is that his name? Yeah. 
<laughs> like the American women that are portrayed there is like that's simply not how American women are. That's insulting to women. Uh like none of the female characters have a satisfying arc whatsoever. Yeah, that's fair. Um there's nothing which, you that being said, there's nothing you could do to ruin love actually for me. Like my love just, actually yeah, is, is more important to me than other people's feelings in this regard. Like I need it. Legs, right? like, I am not yeah. I don't think I am being made a worse person by watching it because I simply do not like and this is especially true with a lot of like feel good type Christmas movies where like I'm not taking anything away from it other than smile. Smile. Right, like I'm not, I'm not sitting, I'm not learning anything from love. Actually, even the little girl, the argument is like she owes the kid love because he learned how to play drums for her. Liam Neeson's wife dies. Yeah. Uh, one of the women, but he gets to be a good single father. One of the women is sleeping with her husband's brother. Anyway, that's the issue with love. Actually, that's fair. But yeah, the only thing I'm learning from love actually is that if you look for it, you might realize love actually is love actually is all around, all around us. And to be nice to your fat manager. Yes. Oh, Bill Nye's arc. There's no women in that. That's true. Just Elton. <laughs> I can't believe they went for it in Ted Lasso. Is Elton John in the show? No, no. She doesn't go to Elton John's Christmas party. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's like Because she hangs back. out. She goes to hang out with Higgins instead. Yeah. Hang out with your fat manager. The The Christmas episode of Ted Lasso is one of the single best episodes of television ever. Uh, seasons one and two of Ted Lasso are some of the best television ever. No, I agree. I'm just talking about like, like for, as far as Christmas specials go, like it is up there with the Matt Smith Doctor Who specials. Like, yeah. it is that good. Yeah. And it was a random episode in the middle of the season that came out in July, yeah. which is fantastic. But yeah, as soon as she was like, oh, I'm going to Elton John's Christmas party. I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. She's not going. She's not going. She's going to hang out with her fat manager um the whole team shows up at mr and mrs higgins's house so good i cried like seven times during that episode so good so i don't so, know man what do you what do you, what what christmas movies have you watched this year oh you know what good added to the rotation what's up Klaus. Klaus, yeah. Yeah, Klaus is the first one to make it into the rotation since Elf. Like, the first new one. Since Elf? Yeah. You just said the Grinch. Yeah. Illumination's Grinch. That was before Klaus. Was it? Yeah. It was oh. Klaus was last year, right? No, Klaus was... Oh, then they were the same year. Yeah, I think they were the same year. Either way, I don't remember exactly when it was. But also, the Grinch is a variation on a theme, right? Yeah. Like, What do you feel about, like, the claymation movies? I don't like them very much. They're short. They're they very freak short. me out a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll watch Rudolph. That's about the only Rankin and Bass one that I really get into. The Earth Out of Santa Claus. I don't enjoy it all. People be talking about uh, he, Rudolph. I think Rudolph is is going to be canceled here pretty soon. Uh, why is that? Because it's like a capitalism thing, right? Where people are like, well, all Rudolph does is show you that the only time people care about you is when they can exploit you for labor. Yeah, I don't think that's what you're supposed to take away from Rudolph. Right, but that's like the. The underlying theme is like the only time the reindeer liked him is when his red nose was of value. It wasn't because he had great jokes. As though, like, you know, I mean, if your red nose is valuable, who needs jokes? What if Rudolph doesn't have great jokes, but he has a red nose? Yeah, I mean, what you're supposed to take away from Rudolph is that, like, even if you're different, you can still be important. Like, that came from a time where that was an important lesson. Right. Right, where, like, like nobody was accepted except the, the absolute status quo. Right. Not even just the status quo. I mean, this was, we're talking about, like, I don't know how old Rudolph is, but we're talking about, like, the draft, man. Like, you had to be, like, oh, Yeah, a landowning white male. Yeah. Right. You had to be a specimen of a reindeer. In order to fly for old Sandy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Which I also don't have a problem with that, though. Like, I don't think that Rudolph was owed a spot on the team. It's like the Rudy thing, right? Where it's like, Rudy, you don't get to play for Notre Dame because you're simply not good enough at football. You're not good at football, right? Like, 
Right. Like you can coach at Notre Dame. You know football. Yeah. You don't get to play at Notre Dame. Right. Like like Santa's allowed to pick the top eight reindeer in the world. Have you heard this theory going around right now that and, and we're about to drop into some territory, but that Santa is like a Harry Potter wizard. Um no. Uh, the elves are freed house elves who love making toys, that he gets to every chimney with flu powder. That I mean, I would he love fit them all in his bag with his because yeah. he has like you know the, the enlargement charm. I mean, I would I would uh, donate to a Kickstarter for this Christmas special, right? Uh, where like you see Dumbledore. you see Harry, you know, up late at night having a bad dream, and and Santa Claus comes down the fireplace. Pretty good. And the M M&M and M is like they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which that M&M's commercial is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, what car company has the best Christmas campaign? Um, Mercedes. Mercedes does. Yeah, Mercedes. They have the red. They have the like, red with the CLK with the out front. Yeah. 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 It's the best. They but don't they need don't to say have anything, a... right? They're just like, it's Christmas. Buy a Mercedes. Here's Santa Claus. Yeah. Because like, that's what they, like they everybody else is do... like, the Lexus December remember sales event. Buy a car, buy a car, Toyota Thon. Mercedes is like, Santa Claus drives a Benz. <laughs> <laughs> Santa drive Santa Claus drives a C class. <laughs> Santa Claus drives a C class. <laughs> Santa Claus, I think, drives a G Wagon, truthfully. Santa Claus drives like a no, like Santa Claus drives like a like a like a Toyota Land Cruiser, like a military spec. <laughs> you think Santa Claus drives a Toyota? A Land Cruiser, man. Not not like a like like the the good one. You don't think Santa Claus drives American? Is what I'm saying. Uh no. I think it's either Joyman because he's Santa Claus, uh, or Santa Claus drives like a GMC. I don't think he drives a GMC. Can you imagine Santa Claus in like an? I didn't Acadia? know Santa Claus was a douche. <laughs> No, I mean Santa Claus drives a Cybertruck for sure because it comes. Santa in Claus drives an '88 Tacoma. It wasn't even called a Tacoma then. It was just, just a Toyota pre-runner or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Santa Claus drives a, a a Tesla because they come in the plaid spec. Yeah, uh, that's the else? most Christmas car for sure. But yeah, no. Best Christmas campaign is Mercedes for it's sure. Mercedes Benz. Yeah, the Mercedes Benz. What do they call it? The winter event? They don't even call it Christmas. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't I, even think uh, the commercials say anything. No, they do. Yeah, I tell you this, Ethan. If you, if I wake up on Christmas morning and there's a Mercedes Benz outside of my house that you bought for me, ooh doggy. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. The only way that there would be Mercedes Benz outside of your house is if, A, if Emily buys you one or if somebody else buys you one or if I buy a Mercedes and show up at your house on Christmas morning. It's the Mercedes Benz winter event. They use, there's a little piece of copy they use where they say hurry in to the winter event and that is just such satisfying language yeah oh the weather outside is frightful that fire is mm, delightful oh uh it looks like santa claus drives a 2022 mercedes amg sl this year God, cool santa got rich at some point <laughs> santa, santa traded in his dogecoin <laughs> yes. santa invested big in doge big in doge Ho, 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 doge to the moon. Doge, doge, doge. If you had to watch a Christmas movie right now, what would it be? Um, Right this minute? Right this minute. Um, Shoot, what was that one we did last year with, uh, I don't even know if we did it for the show, Um, but it's got Dan Levy in it. Dan Levy. I was thinking of that one today. I cannot remember what it's called. Um, That is the first thing that comes to mind. That doesn't mean that's the best thing. <laughs> uh, but I think that's probably what I would put on. Like if you were like, you have to put a Christmas movie on, I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, I, I saw this, but I don't really remember it. So I'll just throw it on. Um, I want to watch Love Hard on Netflix. I've heard that's kind of cheesy and funny. I suggested um, that this week and you shot me down about it. No, I didn't. You wouldn't just commit to something. You never commit to something. Sure I do. I commit to things all the time. Not movies for the show. I would get a... 
Yes, I do. B, I was busy. And you busy. just kept saying, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You weren't even suggesting anything. Well, it's because I, I you suggested something suggest dumb, it. like Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's Christmas Carol is fantastic. I'm not doing a Mickey tragic. Mouse movie. Oh, it's so good. I'm not asking for like Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, because that's just a bunch of vignettes. And that would make for a bad Christmas movie. Uh, but that's love, actually. No, no, this is not a bunch of vignettes in that way. Uh, uh, Twice Upon a Christmas is literally like four episodes of TV. Ah, about different characters. Yeah, if, like but if we're going to do one Christmas movie. Carol on this show ever, it's not going to be Mickey. Uh, I mean, we could do like a couple of them. Do you remember year one bacon and eggs where we did the Snoop Dogg thing? Because that was the funniest thing ever. I think we also did it at CNU. We were like, it was the, the, nizzle the nizzle before, before Christmas. Yeah. Somebody I was talking to the other day was like talking about Snoop Dogg. Oh, somebody the other day was talking about Snoop Dogg and they were surprised that he was working with Martha Stewart on something. Like it was the first time they'd ever heard that. They were like, yeah, I got, I got Snoop Dogg's uh, cookbook with Martha Stewart. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, they have like, like a TV show where they just get me? where they get baked and bake. Like, yeah, they've been doing that for years. Also, Snoop Dogg does everything. Snoop Dogg, does, Snoop Dogg doesn't even drink alcohol, and he's in Corona commercials. He has a wine brand. He doesn't drink alcohol. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He is the Leonardo da Vinci of the 21st century. A true renaissance man. Snoop D-O-double-G. Yeah. It just go, anytime you need to pick me up, go watch the uh, the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight where Pete Davidson and Snoop Dogg called the fight. Oh, that sounds great. It is the funniest thing because like Snoop Dogg is like, look, I bet a million dollars on Jake Paul. And then and then Pete Davidson is like, I wonder when they're going to start kissing. I think you should just <laughs> give him a big old kiss. And then Snoop is just like, give me my money, Jake. Give me my money jake <laughs> and snoop dogg won like five million dollars on that fight do you know what always cheers me up ethan snoop dogg snoop dogg but also uh that bacardi commercial that's a christmas movie which one the uh the arctic monkeys one. Oh, the the, <laughs> the world cup 2014 commercial <laughs> yeah faith through everything in the bacardi family it's never <laughs> been in a truck commercial it's never been in a truck commercial. Although it is one of my favorite, one of my favorite TikTok memes where somebody will just start playing that on guitar and somebody else will be like, have you ever been butt fucked by a Chevy Ram? <laughs> by a what? Have you ever <laughs> taken a whole Ford F-150 up your pooper? Uh, Sometimes so you when, when you're at the bar and you run into a really sexy truck, do you ever just take it home and peg it? I'm Sam Gross. Elliott for Mopar. For Mopar. <laughs> The Fiat 500. The all new Fiat 500. You know what we did? 85 horses. Everybody out here is making electric vehicles. And we said, you know what? Put a Hellcat in the 500. Uh, the Abarth does not have a Hellcat. It's still a four cylinder. It's like 120. Put a Hellcat in the 500. Um, Let me tell you the amount of money I would pay for, for a Fiat 500 Hellcat. <laughs> I would say $40,000. I'd pay $40,000 for it. Absolutely. <laughs> And that being said, Ford, listen, I'm not a big Ford guy. If you decide to make the electric F100 step side, I will get on a waiting list for that car. I just want to say that. Have you seen the new Ford? Is it Ford that has the small truck? The Raptor? The no, no, the small truck. The cheapest truck in their line. No, the Maverick. Like, Sorry, the Maverick. Yeah. Maverick is like under Maverick. 20 grand. Yeah. Man, they're enticing me. They I'll are enticing me. Sure. Those bad boys. But the problem is, the problem is it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like with available options, $67,000. But I kind of want the base, 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 base. I want like that's manual that's BS and you, windows. No, you don't. No, you it, don't. It comes you drive a, a Lexus. Camera. 
I do drive a Lexus. I drive an 08 Lexus with nav. Yeah, exactly. You don't want the base model, anything. I can never, I can never go back to not having seat heaters. I can uh, my never. Lexus's seat heaters are broken. I would Actually, cry. Just the driver one. I know, because it's got white seats, so they get super freaking cold. Yeah, I, um, I can never go back to a car without seat heaters. I'd rather I mean, have honestly, seat heaters than heat. Honestly, repairing it is like a $30 fix, but uh, then I would have to do it, and I, I uh, don't want to, bud. Because you get in there, and you're like, oh, I should order this part. There's like 100,000 miles on this car. I'll just deal with it. It's a Lexus. It'll run Correct. for 400,000 miles. <laughs> I know it will. And it's like, oh, it's, it's golden age Lexus too. Oh, it's so good. I love my car. <coughs> yeah, it's I cool whip. Up, cool whip. I, uh, I, I don't have a picture of it because I'm an idiot. <sighs> but I added something to my car this week, which was a Pikachu tail uh, on the rear windshield wiper. So now oh, nice. Windshield wiper, a nice. Tail goes back and forth. That's it's cool. So cool. Emily That's got it for me cool. for my birthday. It was amazing. Um, I will did say you have a good this. Birthday? I, was, I did have a good birthday. You and I went into a hot tub. It was awesome. We did. Yep. We, had a good and we time. went to a sauna. It was a and good I got trip. a little. I got a little loopy, and then I got very clear headed. It was very cool. Great uh, trip. Um, ten out of ten would do again. I was thinking about this this morning. Um, I was on TikTok and somebody was like making one of those carpets. You know how that's kind of like a thing, like a, a new thing where people are like, yeah, I make carpets out of yarn. And Oh, I love those videos. I love those videos. They're too. so satisfying. This dude was making one out of uh, yarn and glue, but it was a picture of like a character from Naruto. Yeah. And I was like, man, I just don't understand like all anime sucks except for every single anime I've ever watched, which to be fair is just... Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Dragon Ball Z. But those were all really freaking good, and that's also the only thing I've ever watched. But also, all anime sucks. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, it sucks like the Philadelphia Eagles suck, right? Like, it has nothing to do with the content. What does it have to do with? The people. Oh, yeah. It is about the people. I know plenty of weebs like, who are nice enough people, but I know plenty of weebs who I can listen to it. I can listen to a BTS song and understand that that's catchy music, but I want nothing to do with BTS fans. Nothing. I don't know, man. I think this is this is a, a, a formal invitation to reply to all of Ethan's tweets with, with K-pop fan camps. Every now and then I say something stupid enough that gets me on that kind of Twitter where, where like people just like, they'll just like tag somebody and put like a, like a, it's a never BTS, BTS fan it's, camp. It's, it's 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 girls. It's always girls. It's like K-pop girls. And it's not like in like a weird lusty way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know this one dude on TikTok. I've met him a couple times in like real life playing shows and stuff, but he does these videos that are like, what if Blackpink songs were metal? And just takes like K-pop and J-pop like girl bands and just uh -huh. shreds under them. And it's awesome. That was uh, Through the Fire and the Flames. Herman through the Fire Lee. and the Flames by Dragon Force. Herman Lee. You yeah. follow Herman Lee on TikTok? Uh, obviously. We're here to be talking about Christmas, okay? We're not here to be I talking about Christmas. I would say Herman Lee. Herman Lee is the uh, lead guitarist for Dragon Force, if you don't know. So what is, why don't is, you like Christmas movies that much? Uh, I love Christmas movies. Mm, that's weird, because every time we try to talk about him, you avoid the question. I avoid the question of Christmas movies. It's because there's a lot You've of them You've been doing it all episode. There's, there's a few of them that I haven't seen, and, and I always feel like one of my biggest things when it comes to movies in general and liking movies and being a movie lover is, and I I firmly believe this is that it does not matter what movies you've seen or the amount of movies you've seen. It's if you like, if you love watching movies, whether it be rewatches, whether it be new films, whatever it is, if you love watching movies, then you're a movie lover. And so freaking often with the conversation when it comes to Christmas is the nostalgia factor is ramped up, but also the what do you mean you've never seen factor is ramped it's up. It's ramped like the up. The gatekeeping yeah. is ramped up. And it's like, I understand that you've <coughs> watched 
White Christmas 50 times. I understand that it's a classic and you love it and you can't imagine Christmas without it. I'm with you. Like I totally get it. I totally get where you're coming from. At my Christmas, we watch home movies and that was like a thing for 20 years. Uh, so no, I've never seen White Christmas. And that's, uh, I don't think White Christmas is a bad movie. I'm certain. This happened with It's a Wonderful Life last year. I'm certain if I watch White Christmas, I'll be like, this slaps. Oh yeah, you absolutely this will. This is good. You absolutely will. Yeah, I, I'd be like, this is great. It's have been in the conversation this. constantly for a reason, right? Like there right. are so we many Christmas been movies. watching this the whole time. Yeah, that's uh, one of the that's one of the ones, right? But the other gatekeeping side of it that that frustrates me more than anything is people who don't like Elf. See, the thing is, is like I I mean I like Elf, but like I am one of these people for a lot of people because I don't enjoy Home Alone at all. I don't enjoy the Santa Claus at all. I don't enjoy the Night Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas at all. Uh, like Nightmare I don't Before like the Christmas. way those movies make me feel. At, yeah, I don't at like Nightmare all. Before Christmas. Uh, Home Alone is one of those ones that like I almost enjoy it more while I'm watching it than I do while I'm thinking about watching it which I guess makes sense that's how most movies are like obviously the anticipation shouldn't be better than the movie itself um, but like Home Alone I don't laugh at the schadenfreude yeah you know that's not what I want to feel at Christmas right like right uh, like senseless violence but not in like a diehard kind of way because diehard's fine like it's whatever um, yeah diehard's a great movie yeah and the fact that we revisited Christmas is fine I'm just so tired of the discussion I'm so tired of yeah let it be Die Christmas Hard movie. is a Christmas movie. People saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like, obviously. And the, and the argument, and now the, the meme is going around where people are like, oh, it, it, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a movie where a guy chases Alan Rickman, uh, Alan Rickman around a tower at Christmas time. It's a Harry Potter movie. And like, sorry to tell you, but Harry Potter 1 and 2 were both Christmas movies. Also, Die Hard is not a Harry Potter movie, and Alan Rickman is so much more than that. So, uh, but like, that's what I'm up. saying is, regardless, the movies that you're referencing are, are Christmas also movies. Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, Hell, you, as far as I'm concerned, you can say all Alan Rickman movies are Christmas movies. Because Alan Rickman's in them? Because he's in Die Hard and he's in Love Actually and he's in Harry Potter. He's in a lot of other stuff too. Sure. Like, but Galaxy like, Quest is a Christmas movie? Galaxy Quest makes me feel a lot better about myself than Home Alone does. I don't know that I've ever seen Galaxy Quest. That doesn't surprise me at all. I, but also, I don't think any single person is going to be like, whoa, dude, you haven't seen Galaxy Quest? Oh, I guarantee you. Although I did this to it. I did this to your brother the other day because he was like, "Yeah, I've never seen Spaceballs," and I was like, "You, you sob. You mean you never seen yeah, Spaceballs? How? I, I mean, it's my own family, you know. Spaceballs, Spaceballs. is easily like at least a top five Star Wars movie. Yeah, like it's better than the prequels. Yeah. Oh, I love those uh, Mel Brooks comedies though. Like they're, they are truly just next level. So I like, I like when people have holiday traditions, especially when it comes to movies that aren't Christmas movies. I think Harry Potter kind of toes the line with this, but when somebody's like, oh yeah, every December I watch the original Star Wars trilogy. John Negroni does that. Yeah. Um, I love that. Or um, when people do Lord of the Rings at like Christmas time, I think it's great. That's so good. We used to do Lord of the Rings at Christmas time because before Star Wars had Christmas releases, the Hobbit movies had Christmas releases. Yeah. And uh, that was like a big deal. Um, yeah. And a lot of people just like go see a movie, like the new big movie on Christmas. Yeah. That's like a always family cool. thing. Yeah. It's going to be like Spider-Man this year or The Matrix. Yeah. I think The Matrix is like the Christmas release. And I think Disney is fighting that and they're putting Encanto out on Disney Plus for everybody on December 24th. Well, that's rude of them. Why? Because they can just step off, man. They got Spider-Man coming out. <laughs> they got plenty of crap coming out. Like I think Spider-Man's going to do just fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about Spider-Man. I'm saying I'm they shouldn't be fighting the Matrix. They should just know. let I'm somebody else have Christmas. I'm predicting Spider-Man, and I don't know if this has happened yet, but I'm predicting Spider-Man will be the first post-pandemic movie to break a, million, a billion dollars at the box office. Probably. It's, it's, I truly don't know the status of theaters, though. I don't either, but I know they crashed Fandango when they released the tickets. That's so true. That's got to be something. I'm going to see it, I think, with you. 
Uh, it'll depend on babysitter because I think my mom cannot watch my kids, but I think our our Debbie can. So gotcha. it just depend. If we don't have a babysitter, that's our anniversary. Um, then we're gonna you know, stay home and cook a nice meal. And yeah, it's totally fair. Yeah, that'll be my uh, last single day as not having a dog. Not a pickles guy. Not a pickles guy yet. Yeah. Uh, do you like pickles? Not the dog, the the uh, brined cucumber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. I love pickles. One time, my uncle got me a like a industrial sized jar of pickles for Christmas. That's a great gift. It was a great gift. Um, Although I think that I was I was ungrateful because I was like five. I never had the grace of the it's avocado thanks kid. Yeah. Like I've never been able to like I I just have a problem seeming sincere when I open a present. Oh, dude. Same. Or at least I feel like that. Like, yeah, because like truly I love it when you when anybody gives me anything in a wrapped package that I get to unwrap and then I open yeah. it and I'm like, I don't I didn't I don't care what it is. I'm excited to be given this. But all I can come across is like, thanks. Thanks for the shoes. Man. Thanks for the shoes. I you guess. Have shoes. Yeah. God, you think I can't buy my own shoes? And what I'm trying to say right is now what I'm trying to say is, oh, my God, I love this. Thank you so much. I know I got a uh, Eni sent me a gift for my birthday. She sent me four decks of cards, which is always a good gift for me. Like, they're, I don't know if we talked about my my card collecting recently. We have, uh, but we could talk more about it. Well, she sent me uh, four sets of Theory 11s. I had two of them already, but I always will take repeat decks because one, my kids get into them and then I don't have full decks. And two, they were Star Wars decks and I, I love Star Wars. Uh, but so she sent me like four decks and I, I had no idea how to be like, this is an incredibly thoughtful and nice gift. Oh, Eni's one of the best gift givers ever. Yeah. She is. She sent Fantastic. me Lego flowers for my birthday. That's amazing. I cr I literally cried for a whole hour. Like, and I, I, I like, I thought about FaceTiming her to show her that just because I didn't know how to be grateful. But you, then you feel like this is the flip side of it is like, I'm crying for an hour straight and I FaceTimed you because I want to brag about how much I'm crying. Right. So. I want to brag about how much your gift meant to me, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's like, obviously she would be like, oh, you think it's okay. Like, it would be a totally normal, uh, not even normal. It would be like an yeah. exceptionally good conversation. Yeah. But yeah. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Just know that if you if anybody ever gets me anything for Christmas, I am so happy to receive that thing for Christmas uh, or any any time at all ever. Um, and if I don't seem like it, I'm so sorry. Just know that he would be happier if what you got him was a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, I would be happier if what you got me was an AMG SL. <laughs> a red 2022 one. AMG 2022 SL. AMG SL. <laughs> Mercedes is about to release a car called the AMG one. That's cool. Yeah, right. Ain't it just? <laughs> does does do they have an EV? Uh, I'm certain that they do. Build your own. I don't want SUVs or sedans. I want electric. Yep, they do. If EQS. electric is a category, then they definitely do. They make an EQS. Uh, 329 horsepower, 419 pound feet of torque. I thought you were about to tell uh, me you're 329 thousand dollars. No, and that's in the sedan in the Formatic sedan, the EQS 580 Formatic sedan, which is it looks like longer. 516 horsepower, 631 pound feet combined torque 4.10 to 60 that's a little too fast for my uh oh god the eqs 450 plus the smaller one the weaker one yeah 100 grand 100 grand yeah yeah i mean it's a mercedes right it's it's a luxury it's the luxury of luxury cars i wouldn't think mercedes is luxury of luxury cars i would i would say hold on so mercedes i would say it goes if i was buying non-exotic german i would think mercedes bmw audi no i put audi over bmw for like luxury sedan i'm talking about like luxury sedan not oh well you can't get a sedan from bmw anymore uh, somebody Everything's a crossover now. I know. Somebody told me they had a 7 Series uh, BMW. It was my grandfather was telling me, but he doesn't have one, but he was telling me about one. And I was like, those things are 40 feet long. That's a boat. That thing's yeah. gigantic. It's yeah, got a nope. third row. I would definitely think Mercedes above. Because Mercedes, like, makes exotics. Like, proper. Like, Audi makes the R8 or whatever, but... 
I did they not also know make Lamborghini. A class existed. And, yeah, A class is the little guy. Yeah, small bean. Brand new for thirty three grand. That means I can get a used one for like eighteen five. Eighteen five, which means I can trade in my Lexus. For an A-class? Let me tell you what you're not getting two children into. An A-class. An A-class. Yeah. But if I do... Oh my god, it's Finn David Carlin. Wait, Finn David, come back. I find David. God, he's so cute. Watch that this, is one exceptionally this. adorable baby. Oh, watch baby. this, watch this. Hi, Finn! God, he's so precious. What a bean. I miss him. Hello there, guy. Hi, buddy. Come here, son. Come here, son. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Emily, what is your favorite all-time Christmas movie? Oh, he's so sad. Oh, he is not happy about that. We have, a, ladies and gentlemen, we have an unhappy baby on the call. You're all all-time favorite Christmas movie is Love Hard, the 2021 release about a Tinder blogger. We met on Tinder. I know we did. Ethan. Your favorite all-time Christmas movie. Emily, you movie. don't you don't understand why I'm annoyed right now. She can't hear me. She can't. Put the headphones on the on the woman. All right, he wants to talk to you. Literally yesterday, I was like, we should do Love Hard on the show this week. And Tyler was like, yeah, Emily saw it. I guess she thought it was okay. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, exactly. I haven't. No. It's great. Yeah, so that's why I was, that's, that's what the face was about, was the, the utter horse There's poop of that sentence. Week. What's up? There's always next week. I think next week is Spider-Man, right? No, week after, I don't know. Anyway. Bye, Emily, okay, bye. I miss you. Give Finn a kiss for me. It's not always see, about the money, Spider-Man. Sometimes see you this it's about weekend. love hard. See you at Dickens, bye. Bye. The 50% Rotten Tomatoes rated love hard. It's not always about the money, Spider-Man. What it is is about the 2022 Mercedes AMG SL. <laughs> Let me make it very clear. I would love to have an AMG SL. I'll tell you what, buddy. You put on a red suit. You deliver gifts to everybody in the world. And I'll give you one. No. That, that isn't I worth it. I have that decided that at your wedding, I'm wearing a Santa suit. Nope. You're going to wear what I tell you to wear. You made <sighs> me wear the world's Santa least suit. comfortable shoes for your wedding. So you're going to wear exactly what I tell you to wear. Uh-huh. Sorry about that free booze I gave you. I'm just saying. I'm not complaining about the free booze. I'm saying that if you think you get a say in what you're going to wear to my wedding, remember how bad my toes felt after your wedding. At least for a moment during the reception. Santa daddy. Only if you bring presents for every guest. Well, you will already have presents for every guest, but I will I will deliver the you, you deliver the wedding favor <laughs> as Santa you know, Claus. You know, I've heard worse ideas. I'd have to run that by the boss, but I've heard worse ideas. I heard you were the boss. I heard we played for the girls, and the question was who's most likely to be a bridezilla? And the answer was Ethan. Simply because I can make decisions. <laughs> also, everybody else was married. Yeah, except me and Kate. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Here's the thing. we And I, I don't mean to be chauvinistic or anti-feminist here, but we played for the girls and the guys were way better at it. The game won for the girls. This is what I didn't like about for the girls. Uh, it, it's like the entire game. It is, is horrendously sexist. Cheat on your man. Yeah. <laughs> like every card, every dare card we pulled was like, call your, dude that's call your ex man. and ask him to fuck. Right, right. Or like, call your first love and tell them you miss them. It's like, I think it should be very clearly labeled for the single girls who have had previous lovers. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that is the, the definitely the, I think the target audience understands the assignment. Yeah, we I don't. think whichever one of y'all two's fo women folk bought that game did misunderstood the assignment. You think my wife purchased for the girls? No, maybe, I don't know. She didn't. They become a weird... Wife hive mind when they're together. They do. My beard. So I've been going over this in my head, and I need listener input. My beard is is very definitively red. There's like yes, especially in this light. Especially in this light. I it's not you red. Can really right here. tell the difference between it's not what? red right here. There's nothing right there. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Your butt. Um, you can really tell the difference between the red and the brown. In yeah. this light. Um, 
Do I dye my hair to match my beard? No. Do I dye my beard to match my hair? No. I think I did. You just live. You just live? You dyed your skin. I did. It's like a really poorly done tie-dye because it's like you can see the shape you drew originally. Yeah, it's way better than tie-dye. What if you got a tie-dye tattoo? I mean, that's a thing. I don't think I get a tie-dye There's some part of me that wants one of those sticker tattoos. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And there's some part of me that wants one of the cross-stitch tattoos. That's pretty cool, too. What about... Uh, they were in vogue for a little bit and then I think they all faded, but like the watercolor tattoos. Oh, they faded. No, I know. That's like, yeah, that was a double entendre. Yeah. Entendre. Yeah. yeah. They were, they were all the rage for a while and I'm very glad that I was too indecisive to get tattoos while they were in the rage because I definitely would have one. Yeah. You'd have one that said like always and be and, like the deathly house. And I would have to get it redone every two years. Yeah. You'd have to always be thinking about Severus Snape. I would never have gotten a tattoo that says always. Would you get one that says okay? I would do that before I got one that says always. Yeah. Yeah. But, or, but I, in that, I would probably just get the cloud the two clouds or just the one cloud probably just the one cloud so one of the clouds is black right i don't want a black cloud that seems like bad luck i don't know maybe it is maybe it's not if you had to get a christmas tattoo Go what would on. you get if you had to get a christmas related tattoo right now like full fate of, fate of the world scene. in your hands full nativity scene across my back <laughs> <laughs> like like realism like like very like, realism. like ink masters level realism yeah no i wouldn't do that um, because I think that would be hideous. Yeah, that would be that hideous. Would, I think maybe I would get the the brand from my wedding. That'd be kind of cool. The C and the stuff yeah. like. Would you get um, it branded though? Like. Yeah, I would. I, we have the brand. I would just brand myself. Now that's what I call fucking yikes. <laughs> I actually already have it on my right butt cheek. That's not true. How would you know, Ethan? Because I saw your butt this weekend. <laughs> oh, you said it. And also, Ugh. also, you would not be able to resist showing me that constantly <laughs> hey buddy you want to see something is my right butt cheek yeah tyler could never get an ass tat for that reason uh also you would go I to want jail my, i like if i were to get a tattoo it has to be somewhere that i can appreciate it yeah i i agree with that <laughs> like it cannot be somewhere that i need to take a picture to see it that's what i did not realize when i got a tattoo on the outside of my left leg is that you don't really look at the outside of your ankle that much is that where your mando tattoo is? yeah maybe you should do some dynamic stretches every morning and then some static stretches every night so that every night you can see your mando tattoo I mean, I can see it whenever I want, but it's just like I got to do like a little little maneuver outside of my left leg. Look at that. There it is. I can't see it because right now I'm wearing Fiji's not sponsored. They're uh, <laughs> footy pajamas. They're footy pajamas. Um, it is so hot in my office right now that the thought of wearing Fiji's makes me want to die. Do you own Fiji's? No. Oh, but they, I'm just uh, thinking about them. I have a MeUndies they onesie. They stretch in the knee. You ever had, you ever had, uh, you ever had sweats that stretch in the knee? Not off the top of my head. No. They stretch in the knee. I think it's because when you. Like, like, there's no give, obviously, when you bend your leg while you're sitting down. Yeah. Because it's, you know, attached to the bottom of your foot. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Now I get so you now. The, the, and then the knee stretches. I love, so, uh, I'm big, do you do Christmas jammies? Um, I never did it till last year, actually. Last year was my first ever Christmas jammies here, because, um, everybody in Kate's family does magic Christmas jammies. Do you enjoy that? I did, actually. I really did. Yeah, it's a good time. We, uh, and we me and Kate and Pickles year. have matching Christmas jammies. Do you? Yeah. What pattern did you go for? A fair aisle? Buffalo check? We went Buffalo check. We went Buffalo check. We went red and black Buffalo check. Yeah, same. So we're going to take a little Christmas picture with the, the jammies and the pup. That's so exciting. I cannot wait. Did you get, did you get it at Target? We did. Yeah. Dude, me too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we got him, um, we got him correct, like, like buffalo check pajamas and um i don't know they're like like pattern not pattern they're like what am i trying to say there's there's a bunch of stuff like individual things what do you call that like a critter pattern yeah yeah but like christmas stuff oh fun like a shirt like a, like a little like a little corgi shirt like a little corgi onesie so you got him like a little corgi onesie that's got like every cover of playboy from 1968 to 1995 
Yeah, obviously. It you turns out when you shirts? when you buy a corgi, they just send you it. They just send that to you. Yeah, they just send you that. <laughs> like when you when you when you buy a Scottish Highland Terrier, they just send you a barrel of Johnny Walker. You know. Yeah. Um, turns out if get... you buy enough Johnny Walker products, they just start sending you the dogs. <laughs> I uh, I did not get Christmas outfits for my dogs this year. Well, this is, our, this is this Stella... our first Christmas with the puppies, so well, we're yeah, going I mean, we're going all sense. out millennial dink dog parents this year. Yeah, my dog Stella is sitting tail down off the bed right now, which makes me feel like a real failure. Why? Because Stella's never tail down. What do you mean? Like her tail is down. Like she always has her tail like up and ploofed. Oh, right she's now. like upset. She's probably not upset. She's probably just sleeping. But yeah. Stella. She's such a cutester. That's a good freaking dog. Your love for Pickles, who's not even here yet, has inspired me to get closer with Stella. I'm glad. I know that um I know that the dogs can can start to feel it, especially when a second kid comes around. I've heard that before. So well, we've been focusing on it. I've been bullet journaling and I added a little feature to my bullet journal where every day I take Stella for a long walk. I put a little pop print next to the day. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You're doing so good at the parenting thing. Thank you. I'm always impressed. It's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you got two great kids too, man. Dude, they are they're cool so kids. Cute. Olivia is so funny. She's about to grow again. She's going to be like six feet tall. Yeah, probably. Because she, she is she's huge. Like, she's very tall already. We went to 1205 day, which is like the Carlin family decorate the tree day. And uh, how'd you just roll your eyes when you said that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's like my favorite day of the year. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, oh, no, what happened to 1205 day? No, no, it was it was actually probably my favorite 1205 day ever where like typically we'll like my dad or my mom will do the first ornament and they'll do like a gift exchange with each other because it's their anniversary and then we'll go from like oldest to youngest and it's always fun when there's like a new kid because it's like oh now yes addison gets to go last and you know she obviously can't put an ornament on the tree but you know we'll like pull her over and do it but instead what happened was as soon as my dad put an ornament on the tree luke and olivia got into the box of ornaments and just started grabbing them and putting them on every branch they could reach and it was so freaking cute to watch and then the twins got involved and then it was so funny oh i can't wait to see yeah I'm sure. Yeah, you'll see the video on yeah. on the on the vlog. Um, but I roll my eyes because I feel like everybody knows what 1205 day is. Like on 1205 day, I get tweets from people I've never interacted with on Twitter, being like, gotcha. "Happy 1205 day, Tyler." Yeah, no, you just it's scared like, me because you're like, "That's 1205 day." And I was like, "Oh right. no!" So I the the thought that somebody listening doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I thought I was <laughs> watching your Christmas tradition fail before my eyes, and no, I was like, no, "Oh my god!" Stronger than ever. I think there's Doritos in this room. Look at this. My own wife. Eating enemy Doritos. Mmm. No, those are correct Doritos. No, I'm sorry. You have full it's, Tyler. I didn't even used to eat ranch, and now like you've convinced me to be cool ranch guy. You were the one that pushed me into ranch. Ranch Doritos don't taste like ranch. I'm texting it your wife like, right now to tell her that she's correct about cool ranch Doritos. Uh, I'm almost certain she didn't pick. She ordered Pita Pit, and I'm willing to bet she clicked chips on Uber. Eats. I don't care. We're gonna we're the 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 podcast listeners are gonna think that we're in this together. The thing is, is it's not even about the rivalry anymore no hold on it's only about the rivalry anymore <laughs> yeah it's a perfectly it, good chip but i still have to fight for nacho cheese yeah not to like steal the thing from your brothers but strong opinions about weak things is definitely where where i come down on doritos right we're like it, it's about the fight for no negative reason whatsoever because right. it's one of those it, things where somebody where you're like oh yeah cool rich and people go oh you you and then we're in it right it's a fun little piece of banter right but nobody fun goes home feeling bad about themselves nobody goes home being like can you believe tyler's never seen white christmas and then and, and then spicy jerk. chili people are over there like these are hot these are hot, hot but they're these are hot i like them good. but they're hot <laughs> uh they also have they've added just blatantly i'm looking at the back of this 
um, flaming hot Doritos. Nice. Like they're not even messing around anymore. They're like, yeah, that's what these are. You heard of flaming hot Cheetos? We did that too. Yeah. Flaming hot Doritos. I will say, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos are the superior Christmas chip. Because they're red and green. Because they're red and green. <laughs> yeah. Despite coming in a blue bag. Yeah. They do have that going for them, which is good. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, and, and folks of all of all uh, genders, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, uh, keep it that way. Honestly, never eat a Dorito. They're bad for you. If you can avoid it. If you've made it this far without knowing what a Cool Ranch Dorito looks like, you're doing better than us. This bag? Look at that. How could you eat that? 260 calories per package. It's too close. Yeah, okay. 260 calories in this bag. That's a lot. That is a lot. There's many, many calories. Um, on that note, I think it's wrap time. Uh, sure, we can wrap. That's cool with me. Maybe I'll take Stella for a walk. You should take Stella for a walk. Stella, you want to go for a walk? She does. Well, on, on behalf of Tyler and Stella, um... Everybody have a wonderful ho- I know we talked about Christmas a lot. And I know it's literally Hanukkah right now. Um, Christmas is the, the holiday that we celebrate. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to celebrate Christmas. I also do not at, by, at, at any point really celebrate Christmas religiously anymore. Like I would, yeah, I would say the, the commercial side of the religious holiday has- The, the Santa Claus made, has won out over the Jesus for sure. I don't know that I would say that, but you would say that. I mean, I felt like this for a long time. I, I never felt like particularly Jesus-y at Christmas. Yeah, no, and- Like, and, 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 I love snow and wreaths and Christmas trees and Santa Claus and presents and friends and Charles Dickens and movies. And like, those have very little to do with Jesus and church and repenting and stuff. Where do you stand on ferns? Ferns? Ferns. As like a Christmas thing? Yeah, like isn't that like a Christmas mass thing or is that an Easter thing? Neither. I don't think. I might be showing my bad Catholicism here, but Palm Sunday. Palm that's palms, not ferns. Okay. Whatever. Palm Sunday. Is that Easter? Yeah, that's Easter. Okay. I think there were palms. I went to a Lutheran midnight homily. Nope. That's not the word. Sermon. Service. Service. Yes. Yeah. And we did we did palms at Christmas time one time. I could be wrong. This is a topic for a whole another day where I don't understand traditional Protestants in the slightest. Well, Protestant means like non-traditional. So, I mean, no, it doesn't. It means in protest of the norm. Right, but it like <laughs> they're old enough to be traditional at this point. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't understand Anglicans and Episcopals <laughs> and and like traditional Lutherans. Uh well that church was not traditional Lutheran. But anyway, doesn't matter. Um thanks for listening to the show. The music is maybe by Andrew Scott Bell, maybe by somebody on Epidemic Sound. Yeah, I was just saying the music a, is most likely by somebody on Epidemic Sound. Who has a um, Christmassy tune. And realistically this will Bell was like, here's a Christmas tune I've been yeah. doing. <laughs> realistically this will probably go I mean this is this is coming out on the day of our Lord uh December 9th mm-hmm. but just because we simply did not have time to watch a movie this week we went on vacation over the weekend and then I had to play a show yesterday so like we just just didn't have time I just li- literally didn't have time I got back in town at 2 p.m so um yeah, this in years is past we would have like prioritized bringing microphones with us and recording on the road and oh, I, while I respect that hustle I like where we're at now where yeah uh, I don't prioritize that so I'm not like I'm not declaring this, but just if I have to think about our schedule coming up for the next few weeks, this will probably be in place of the Christmas brunch this year. I don't know. If we can get one in, I'd love to because I do love the idea of of continuing to release an episode every Christmas day, mm-hmm. um, even if we just talk for 30 minutes about stuff. But I also don't know that I'm going to be in like a like a good place for that this year. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll if, if we don't have one, we, we gave you this this week. So. 
Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Feliz Kwanzaa, Merry um, Festivus, Happy Sun Fun Pavia Day. And before we go, I do want to read some traditions from. Oh right, we did uh, the Discord thing. I completely forgot about Discord. that. Discord. Uh, Sorry, Discord people. Says Happiest Season is a fantastic Christmas movie. I think that was it. One. That was it. That's the. That was the one. That's the Eugene my Levy one. Hate it, but my but I love it. And Elf is one of my favorite movies. Period. Christmas or not, Phantom's Places, A Year Without a Santa Claus is mine. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie and my family's all time favorite. Uh, Smash. Happy Beeps says, I know it's so overrated, but I love The Nightmare Before Christmas so much. I used to watch it on repeat on Christmas Eve all night. I think that's a fantastic tradition. I don't, you know, I, I don't love that movie, but I love that you love that movie in that way. Uh, Truman says, one of the holiday traditions that I was, uh, that I loved was watching the Rocky movies from Thanksgiving through through to Christmas. That's great. This is exactly that's what I'm exactly talking, what about. talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I know they're not technically Christmas, but I always celebrate the two together. My wife is huge on Hallmark movies, though. And over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've watched the Mary Liddell series. And for Hallmark, they're pretty decent. So that's good to know. Maybe I'll check those out. Uh, Beth Reekles, uh holy musical Beth woman says close call between Muppet Christmas Carol and Arthur Christmas for me all around favorite family favorites very quotable I never tire of watching them Muppets has catchy songs and Arthur Christmas is my spirit animal um, I'd say Hallmark style movies are my guilty pleasure but I genuinely just enjoy them unironically every year uh, let's see do you want to read a few of them uh, yeah uh, I'm always a winner or, sorry I'm a winner says I always watch Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas now I watch it with my daughter and that's freaking adorable uh, Pix, our lovely mod, says, I absolutely love A Year Without Santa Claus. Used to watch every year with my family and sing and dance as a kid. Now I just watch it with hot chocolate while I'm crafting forever, but I can't wait for Rigby, who is her son, is old enough to restart that tradition with him. I love that so much. Rigby's movie, so cute. Even that terrifies me. Rigby is adorable. Uh, Class the Muppets Christmas, or the Wolf of the Yellow Gate says, Class the Muppets Christmas Carol and White Christmas are my favorites. They're also cozy and fun. That is true. Those are all cozy movies. Um, I love Class so much. Like I, I'm so glad that it gets the uh, the Christmas hype that it deserves because I I truly think it is the best Christmas movie made in the last decade for sure. Oh um, yeah, it is the 2010s Elf for sure. Way better than the Polar Express. Um, Wizzle says favorite Christmas movie. Uh, Love actually it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, and that I wouldn't know what a Hallmark movie is, but I feel like Netflix is becoming the new. Let's just put out a movie or five every year platform for this. The Princess Switch was diabolical. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not, but sure. Uh, it's just holiday movie traditions. I always put on my big Christmas wrap day. Or right, so I always put on movies when I do my big Christmas wrap day, which usually takes many hours off in the holiday or nativity or something else. I've seen it a hundred times. Oh, the, holiday the holiday is, is deeply underrated. I do believe deeply I keep forgetting about it every time though. It is one of my, my all time faves on that list. Just what a cast, what yeah. a cast. Uh, Cindy McKing says, growing up, my mom did something called the Christmas rings, like an advent calendar, except it was more activities than gifts. There's a little box under the tree that did occasionally have something in it when the ring said, check the Christmas box. But the rings also had things like, let's drink cocoa and drive around looking at lights or let's watch X movie tonight. On December 6th, there's usually a small bag of chocolate coins and a pair of shoes or now set home the weekend before for St. Nick's Day. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's good. I've just like put an activity in the advent calendar. I'm stealing that because I have a really cool advent calendar that currently doesn't have anything in it. Um, I've got one right here. Uh, I'm skipping a few we don't have to skip a few but i'm just scrolling down and i see one uh rachel juice says i always watch the mistletones as my first christmas movie of the season it's cheesy and the plot is kind of schmeh but i love it all the same i'm also a fan of the rank and bass movies specifically a year without a santa claus uh santa claus is coming to town and rudolph curled up under a blanket my biggest holiday tradition is picking an animated movie to see in theaters or in the case of the past year on a streaming service with my family and then getting chinese food i love there's another one right below this from lo 
note that says my family always eats Indian food at a specific restaurant, either on Christmas or somewhere around Christmas. I love ethnic food plus Christmas. Yeah. That to me is like a, I don't do it, but I love the concept of it. I know. Also, like, I love the people that just say like, yeah, I'm going to go out on or around Christmas and like just not cook. Like, I think that's totally fine. If the restaurant's open, they want your money. Like, don't feel bad about that. Also, if the restaurant's open and the like servers are paid in tips, I would, from my restaurant experience, I would much rather you come to the restaurant than not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and also remember like a lot of people are getting and not and outside of the restaurant industry. Like if you have to go somewhere on a holiday, just be nice to people working, but also they are getting hella paid to be there. Not if they're servers. I said outside of the restaurant industry. Oh, outside of it. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, K- Caitlin's family has been doing this thing for a few years now where they go out on Christmas Eve and I have not been able to attend one of them yet because last year was COVID and this year, um, Kate's working on Christmas Eve. So, but I'm very excited when I finally get to do that. Yeah, that does sound awesome. We've yeah, always they go had for like, like a, a big, non-traditional, big uh, fancy Christmas family dinner. Meal. Christmas Eve. We did like the sourdough Santa uh, and we did breakfast, but we didn't do like the, what did, what did you do? Ham? What is this Christmas ham? Uh, a lot of people just do the exact same meal for Thanksgiving, but. Uh, well, I've never done that. Uh, wasn't always like chicken parm or penne a la vodka or whatever. It was penne a la vodka on Christmas Eve and then uh, breakfast on Christmas Day at two different grandparents. Houses. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do Christmas at my, or Christmas breakfast at my grandma's house and then with like just the, my mom's family and then like the whole family would get together um, for Christmas dinner at my Susan's house. And that used to be like 35 people. That was always aggressive. Is there a gift you get every year? Like, is there somebody that like every year they get you a pair of socks or like? Not anymore. No. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom. My mom would always get me a Lego set for Christmas. Um, every year, and I still have one from last year that she got me that I did not open or use. That is, uh, just being saved for a particularly rainy Christmas. What's the set? It's the Harry Potter Astronomy Tower. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just because I didn't know if she was because she was in, in and out of the hospital last year at Christmas, didn't know if she was gonna be able to get me one, so I got myself one last year, and then uh, she told me that she did get me one, and I went and found it after she passed. So I still have it, but. Yeah, that is that has always been a thing. Um, it was Christmas and birthdays, which is why I cried for an hour when Edie got me Lego flowers for my birthday because she wanted to make sure that somebody got me a Lego set. I'm a cry right now. Damn. <laughs> That's OK. Whoops. <laughs> oh, it'd be that kind of day. Um, yeah. Anyway, Christmas, Christ, Christ, Christmas. Hey, the I know old... you just kind of had a moment um, and I want to let you know that that's totally OK and you can totally feel that moment. Um, but there are dishes in the sink that you haven't done. <laughs> And on uh, that note, ladies and gentlemen, right now, folks like, of all ages, get a minute <laughs> before uh, you I, go to bed tonight. I have made one dish since I got home, and I already washed it <laughs> because I, uh, I because of that text chain we had at MC earlier. I'm now terrified of dishes. I, I'm the same way. I actually Emily went and picked up the kids. It was her first day back at daycare, and while she was going to pick them up, I came home and made pasta for dinner with like a whole bunch of ingredients in the sauce and made cookies and i was like and there was all these different pots and bowls and stuff and i was like i'm doing all these dishes before she gets home like she will hate me if i don't well and also i was gonna put it like just put it in the dishwasher instead of washing it washing it and then i opened our dishwasher and realized that before we left for wintergreen we left a war crime in the dishwasher which needs to just be like quadruple washed now yeah. uh and i because i opened the dishwasher it's like mm, it is not supposed to smell like that in there that, that is like a problem tub. for not right now because i have to watch hawkeye smell like hot tub. what smell like the hot tub it smelled like hot tub yeah i thought you yeah, said yeah. smell like hot milk and i was like yeah basically <laughs> all right yeah. well yeah. Yokes, have a wonderful holiday season, and we will see you next week for some sort of 
holiday festival movie. And then we'll see you the week after that for Spider-Man. And then who knows what else? And then who knows what else? Maybe The Matrix. Maybe we'll take a week off. Who knows? Maybe we'll do an entire episode of calling NFL Red Zone games. Maybe we'll do an entire episode of calling our first loves and telling them that we played a board game about them. Except we're not going to do that because I just got hives from thinking about that. Yeah. So Look at this. Look at this. That's hives. Yeah. Anyway, bye. Arrivederci. Bye. Adios. Um, Tis the reason for the season. Life. Jingle bells.